entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your waste. And good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host of Your Palace, Your Place, presented by our wonderful Palace Theater right here in wonderful Waterbury. I know, it's corny, but it's true. It's alliterative. We love that. But the Palace Theater is a gem. It's uh, such a a joy to walk into work every morning and know that uh, I get to um, be a part of this, this historic treasure we have in Waterbury, Connecticut. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome to the show. Um, We try to tell you, of course, about things happening at the Palace Theater, but also to embrace some of our other um, arts organizations, uh, talk about things like health and wellness, our community, a little potpourri of everything. We hope you're entertained, and we want to remind you that, just as the song says, it is your palace, your place to go to for entertainment, as well as some information and hopefully some other types of entertainment. And speaking of other types of entertainment, some of you who are regular listeners um, know about and perhaps have come to, I hope, uh, our storytelling series called Second Act. And it's um, a series where people of a certain age, usually probably 50 plus, um, come in to do a presentation once a month about something inspiring or inspirational, well that is inspiring, (laughs) comical perhaps, um, or or just an adventure they're having in the second act of their life. It's been remarkably successful. People love it. Um, And uh, we just had one Tuesday night was sold out. It was sold out um, with uh, the storyteller Jack Levine. uh, And this upcoming one is April 21st. And unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond my control, um, the person who was scheduled, um, Sharon Ruckman, is not going to be able to do that engagement. However, my big news (laughs) is I am so excited because our first ever second act two years ago now was a gentleman named Tom. The Suit Forced. And if anybody loves blues um, music, um, Tom's story is just the best. He is, he rocks. He's 69 years old now, but boy, he has the energy and the, and the attitude of somebody who's 20 years old. And he's coming back. He's coming back. He's, I said, Tom, I need you. And he said, I will be there. And his story is great. If you're even, if you're in your 30s or 40s, and want to know, what do I need to think about now to prepare for a second act where I'm doing the thing I'm most passionate about? You want to come to this, um, as well as those of us who are over 50 and, you know, say, hey, it ain't over till it's over till that fat lady is singing and I've got a more of a story to tell. So, um, and we're going to play a real quick excerpt so you can hear, because Tom will play as well as tell his story. So, um, just Johnny, can you just give us a little excerpt? Lay 
And that's an excerpt from Tom the Suit Force playing his latest um, release is um, Late Night Train. It's a great video. You can find him, by the way, on Facebook easily or just Google him. Tom the Suit Force, if you want to listen. He's um, been playing all over um, Connecticut of late. He's got a release party, I think, tomorrow tonight, Friday, and tomorrow night of a new CD um, that's out. He has toured China and um, other parts of the United States. He's a Blues Hall of Fame inductee, okay? So we're not talking about chopped liver here. This guy is the real deal. So if you're interested, if you're like, oh my God, what's she talking about? I think I want to do this. Go to either call the Palace Theater at 10 o'clock, 203-346-2000. Tickets are $25. And if you're an AARP or an OLLI member, Osier Lifelong Learning Institute, you Con Waterbury member, it's $20 and you get dinner. But best of all, you're going to get Tom the Suit Forced on April 21st. Be there. Don't miss it. You can also go to the Palace Theater website, palacetheaterct.org and um, look under uh, shows and events and look for Second Act Stories and you'll find information there. Speaking of Second Act Stories, I'm right now accepting applications for storytellers for next season, which begins in September. And you can also find that at that same site on our website. Um, So uh, if you've got an interesting story, and you know, the thing is, you might have an interesting story. You also have to be a storyteller. So if you, you know, have those two things, or you know somebody, Please, please encourage them to apply. Um, there is a small stipend, and uh, but best of all, you're, you're you're sharing something with others and trying to help them have the best life after the age of fifty. So it's an exciting series. We're expanded. We're going to the Danbury Library for their summer programs. We're going down uh, towards Woodbridge to do some things. Uh, Newtown Way. So lots going on with that. Um, I also, of course, want to tell remind you that we have a show tonight, Rat Pack, Sandy Hackett's Rat Pack show. And believe me, this is the real deal. Sandy Hackett is Buddy Hackett's son. Um, his wife, Lisa Dunn Miller, who was on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, Ron Miller is her dad, a prolific songwriter. Uh, it, this is a fabulous, fun show. The coolest of cools, Sammy and uh, um, Joey Bishop and Buddy Hackett and Dean Martin and Frankie. So, you know, if you love that, tickets on sale still. Show is at 8 tonight. And now I'm going to swing right over to talk to a woman. We talked about we like to bring in people from our community. And this morning I'm welcoming Donna Maglio from Girls Inc. She's the executive director. Welcome, Donna. Thank you so much. We appreciate you having us here this morning. My pleasure. My pleasure. And as I mentioned to you when we chatted uh, to set this up, you know, my background is in social services uh, previous to my work at the Palace. And so I've I'm always about things that are are working with young people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually had fun reading to the Children's Community School yesterday to their sixth graders. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Uh, Through the United Way's Read Across America campaign. So, um, um, so Girls, Inc., I have to tell you, I'm a past member. Are you? You're an alum. I am an alum. I loved 
I we called it the Girls Club back yes. then, but I loved it there. I did many years there. In fact, I have somewhere in my archives a picture of me from the newspaper. Oh, at wonderful! A program. So, um, so tell me, what is it about Girls Inc. that sets you apart? Why why are you vital? Well, the important thing for us is it is all girls, and everything we do is grounded in adult mentors. So positive women are in our building all of the time. So our girls get to see themselves in so many different women who come into our building, be it an electrician, a CEO, a teacher, a business owner, uh, a grandma, whomever it is. And a lot of the folks who come in have been to our organization before and they'll come in and they may not recognize that Girls Inc. name, but as soon as they hit the building, they're like, oh my gosh, I came here. I cooked here. I danced here. I sewed here. I did ceramics. So it is such an iconic place for our young girls. And a place that welcomes them as they are and and just provides for them a safe place where they can just explore and become and, and I love that. And, and today, and particularly over the last few years, you know, we've had all these things happening in our culture, you know, that, um, you know, we're really trying to say to, I think, girls and young women, you know, embrace who you are, whatever the, whatever that looks like, and, and don't allow, you know, things into your life that aren't good for you. You're a treasure. I think exactly. your, your logo is um, strong, smart, and bold. And bold, I absolutely. Absolutely. Sassy. <laughs> absolutely. And the thing is, we we share that. We believe all girls are strong, smart, and bold. Yeah. And, and our job is to give them a place where inherently they discover that they love certain things, their strengths, and they go out and share it with the world. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know... Uh, as, as you and I are mothers of boys, mm-hmm. and um, so when you raise one up, you don't diminish the other. Exactly. I think that's where we have to be get to in a in our culture exactly. that everybody has value. And um, you know, yes, there's been many industries that have been dominated by you know males, but you know now I think we're we're sort of trying to figure out where the balance is. Exactly. Yeah. And the key thing is girls don't have to stop being girls. Right. You know, to your point, we we all have contributions. We all yeah. together yes. make this world what it is, and, yeah. and that's what it's really all about. Absolutely. Now, you have something exciting coming up that I want to really um, focus on. I mean, I know you offer lots of programming, <laughs> um, and, and it's very affordable. We should say it that. Is. Your, it is, your, yes. Your membership is like $25. $25 a year. a year to come join. And I mean, that's unbelievable. And and then, you know, um, there's so many opportunities, as you say, to explore. My, where's my strength? I love this. But you know what? Let me try this, too, because... I haven't been exposed to that. Maybe maybe that's something I'm good at. But you have this opportunity, a leadership conference. Talk about that a little bit. We do. Up. It's our fourth annual uh, conference for teenage girls. And uh, this year's Strong, Smart, and Bold Girls Leadership Conference is at the Pony Club. It's actually Tuesday, March the 24th. And what's exciting about this is this year... And we are so appreciative of the Waterbury School System. It is actually a field trip for our young ladies. So they're, they see the value in it. It's a field trip. That is we fantastic. Find, we find that all of our schools, actually, our Waterbury public schools, as well as some of our private schools, are participating in this year's event. 
So we are expecting well over 200 girls. And the idea of the program is they come and they're meeting our professional and inspiring women. And our women are meeting our aspiring young future leaders. Um, So it's an amazing, amazing day at the Pontiac Club from 9 to 1. so it's and there's soon. a panel of um, community um, w- women in the community who are leaders. There is. So what we do is um, the day is broken out. We have uh, our panelists who come and we have a very informal kind of conversation. And what, what we ask our panel to share with our girls is how'd you get to what you do? Um, because most of us don't have that straight line to our Exactly. Career. Exactly. Most of us have that jagged, you know, yeah. lots of mistakes, a few failures, but we got here for some reason. Yes. That's the conversation we want to have with our girls. Because I think too too many times we convince them, if you do these six steps, success is at the end. And success is very different for all of us. Absolutely. So this conference allows that. We have an amazing group of table captains, professional women who come and talk with our girls. And the whole idea is that informal conversation through breakfast, through lunch, our panel. We have interactive workshops, all designed to get the girls up and talking and have that conversation. One of the major workshops of this year's event is how to do that. One of the scariest things for most of us is to walk into a room of people you don't know and figure out how you look like, yeah, I'm okay, I got this. For sure. Um, so yeah. that's that's one of the first things we're opening with this year's. How do you do that? How do you yeah. become comfortable? Yeah. How do you how do you do that? That's so important in the world, period, no matter what it is you do. Exactly. Um, that's a life skill that will see you in good stead no matter what it is you do. Right. And the ability to look somebody in the eye and exactly. put out your hand and say, you know, I'm so-and-so and, and who are you? And find some common ground. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm excited because I, I, I'm honored, actually, that I've been um, asked to be a part of and this we are as thrilled a table you'll captain. Be there. And yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it um, mm-hmm. because I think, as you say, Life isn't um, is is not that straight line for sure, uh, and and it's how you kind of build and see opportunity and how you put things together from what you've done perhaps previously, and also to get the message out that you, you it's important to feel a sense of fulfillment and passion um, for what it is you do. I mean, we all have to work, right? Um, so we might as well figure out a way to be doing things that that bring us that sense of joy. Exactly. And that's a lot of what we talk to our teens about through our Leadership Academy and what this event was created about. Um, And we say to our girls, figure out what you love. What do you enjoy doing? What makes you happy when you say, I'm going to go do that? And then let's figure out how we build a career out of that. You know, how can that be so that it's not so grueling to get up in the morning? Yeah. You know, Uh, it's something you want to be passionate about and want to be doing. You know, in the old uh, saying is, you know, if you have to work it, it must it may as well be something that you love exactly. because then it's no longer work exactly so um donna i i would love to talk to you a little bit more but i know we've got a full um calendar ahead so just briefly what are some of the programs and opportunities for girls right now at girls inc oh and we want to tell people how to get involved in your conference yes okay so we'll cover that first so to get involved in our conference which we still have opportunities for professional women if they want to be involved as table captains or to be involved somehow in the day, sponsorship, whatever, um, you can either give us a call at 203-756-4639 or on our website, which is www.girlsincswct.org slash events. Okay. Um, all the information is there. And we can get you signed up. 
in terms of programs from our girls, we offer everything from out-of-school programs. We're open when school's closed. We have camps. We are we have a STEAM Academy. We have academic tutoring, karate, cooking, gymnastics, uh-huh. sewing, fashion design, robotics. You name it, we have it. And it's all designed with fun. So our girls don't come and say, hey, I'm going to do science today. They come flying through that door and go, oh my gosh, isn't today the day we're exploding lunch bags? That's what happens. <laughs> Within that, our that's building. great. And, you know, that's part of being human. We all like to involve ourselves in things that that are fun and, you know, hands-on. And you're not sitting with your eyes glazed over exactly. listening. Because they've done that all day. Maybe they have wonderfully dynamic teachers. I'm sure they have. But um, so can schools outside of Waterbury be involved? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And we will coordinate transportation for groups of students. And we also have permission slips if you have one or two students, if, if parents want to get them to our event. We can do that. Or for larger groups, 15 or 20, we'll coordinate transportation. And I would imagine homeschooled students. Um, This is a great opportunity for us. Fantastic opportunity to come and meet all kinds of amazing young ladies as well as our professional women that'll be there all day. Wow. Wow. Donna, I think what you're doing is fabulous. And um, I know you've been there about eight years now. Eight years now, yes. And uh, we were talking about some mutual, um, and we both grew up in Wolcott and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. But you've brought some energy. I can see in your face your passion for what you do. Well, thank you. It's all about the girls. Uh, well, so. thanks for being a guest Thank this you so morning. Much. Again, we've been talking to Donna Maglio from Girls Inc. of Southwest Connecticut. Is its official name? Yes. Right. It's actually of Western Connecticut, but Western we're Girls Inc. of Greater Waterbury. Okay, yeah. of Greater Waterbury. Yeah. And if you, you know, heard Donna and want more information, go to their website and you can find out about the upcoming March 24th yes. Leadership Conference for Teenage Girls. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back with one of my pals at the Palace. So stay tuned. And we're back with Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, and you're listening to us on 1320 WATR AM. And this program, Your Palace, Your Place, is presented by the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut. And right now, I promised you I had a Palace Pal with me coming up in this segment. And here he is, Dave Flowers. <laughs> Welcome, Dave. Good morning. Thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm grinning because Dave is, Dave is one of my colleagues. He's our chief production officer. Right, That's I got correct. it right. That's it's, it's a mouthful. I always tell him it's a mouthful, but and he and it truly is. I mean, he his job really covers so many areas. Um, tell us a little bit about you know just in a nutshell well, what our, that means. Our our boss Frank Tavera, yes. he signs the shows. It's his signature on the bottom of the line. He chooses the Broadway shows um, and a lot an authority to pick many others. Yes, um, and then it's uh, my job to make sure it gets on stage. Never mind the stage crew to do that, but also the front of house to get the patrons in and organize the logistics of delivery, supplies, um, any rental gear that we need um, from uh, from the moment the trucks arrive at the loading dock until the moment the trucks leave at the end of the night or the end of the weekend. And there's trucks there now, right? Or... There are trucks there now. We have some uh, some vehicles and trucks for Rat Pack, which we're doing tonight, Sandy Hackett's Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you make it sound so simple, but I have to tell the listeners that Dave is the go-to. If there's anything happening in the building, it, it, whether it's the, it, it doesn't always have to be a show either. Dave knows all 
things, where everything is, who's the, I mean, he is an amazing uh, compendium of knowledge and skill. And it's like, Dave, can you? Dave, will you? Dave, who? You know, Dave is is the man, so to speak. Um, so, but in that umbrella of what you do, there's this whole other arm. There is. That, um, <laughs> that um, and I'm a, a you know, Dave, I have to say, he's so organized. He is so organized. I, I'm, I marvel sometimes at how you keep all this information straight. It's a ma- Yeah, hey, you have to track a lot of things going on. Because we do a lot of stuff. Never mind the stage. Um, we do a lot of things in the lobby and in the poli room uh, yes. that are non-performance related as well. So that has to get tracked and organized as well. Right. And everybody under you is, you're kind of like, okay. Uh, and they have we have e- events meetings and everybody's, you know, these things don't just happen because without effort and and I think maybe the public doesn't always know how much effort goes into making so when you come in as a guest whether it be a stage event or whether it's um, you're a guest at someone's wedding um, or or a dance recital that we um, host there so much has gone on to make your experience as a guest just so enjoyable and pleasurable. And that's largely due to Dave and then what happens under Dave. Yeah, so. And it happens well before curtain time. Oh, it yeah. happens uh, many, many months yeah. of uh, planning and organizing yes. uh, and yeah. getting things in place with uh, both materials and staff as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about that other, um, you know, it's almost a whole other dimension, really. And that is the education programs and opportunities that are offered um, to students um, at the Palace Theater. That's under you as well. As well, that's correct. So we have a, we have a couple. We have an internship program for stagecraft alone. It's not directing. It's not acting. It's specifically for stagecraft. So um, so we offer it's based around our Broadway shows. So we have. Uh, students, uh, juniors and seniors who are uh, who are good academically, who can miss um, a lot of classwork and come and join us on stage. And what they do is uh, they'll be with us from the start of load-in through the performances and into the end of load-out. And what that could mean is for a split-week run of uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday Broadway performances, they'll be with us from 8 a.m. Uh, in the morning on Friday until probably about 2 a.m. on the morning of Monday morning, Sunday, after the last performance, uh, helping us uh, load in and run the shows. So students um, come over from either water Barrett's Magnet School. We have other students from out of district uh, come over, and uh, we even have some homeschoolers as well that join us. Uh, so this year, I think we have maybe eight or nine opportunities for that. Every year, it's different, but it's roughly eight to ten to eleven uh, opportunities. So you are running. Excuse me, that was me coughing in the background. You are um, just a tickle. You are running all the time. Yes. You have. But but what I think is important for listeners and the public to know is how much we um, offer and, and our desire to bring young people and expose them to this art form um, in all its in all its guises, I mean, whether it's backstage, whether it's on stage, whether it's exploring um, history through the arts with the after-school programs and in and, and, uh, themes of social justice, uh, that always seems to be a common common one in a lot of uh, the Broadway um, show, 
schools. You can always pick out that thread. Yeah, well, so we did the after-school program this year for uh, Les Mis, which is completely different than Learning in the Wings. It's a, com- it's a completely different program, and it really focuses on a one particular show that we do that season, and it's social themes. Um, yes. and it's very intensive. It runs about five or six weeks, twice uh, twice a week here at the Palace in the Poli Room. Uh, but we also get to the, have the students are allowed to see the show, sometimes do meet and greets with the cast. Yeah. Um, so master classes sometimes come into play. Master classes And there's artists yeah. that come in and do a piece. And and so they're learning things this year. I know they did, didn't it? Wasn't it this year that they did um, sword play or fencing, yeah, uh, stage choreography, fighting. stage fighting? Yep. Um, so, and... I mean, I think what an opportunity, even if even if you don't have any interest in that as a career, it's such a great, it, let's face it, education should round us in many ways. We should be able to experience and learn about not just the things that we're going to do for a profession, but just to be a person who knows about things in, in, our, in our world. And this is one of them. And, and the arts not only... Um, give that exposure but you know and we've talked about this in the past that you know uh, a young person who is exposed to and has experiences in the arts does better academically yeah absolutely they're they're more well-rounded i think and they keeps them out of trouble actively engaged Um, and the thing with theater it takes collaboration is key so you're forced to work with other people in a in a goal to for a final project for yes, a like show a, in a collaborative it environment, to learning to you know rub shoulders with other people and let others' ideas blossom as well as your own, and you know all those things foster you know teamwork, which we need in the world. I mean, whether what, right. no matter what it is you do in life, you're well. They're larger to, projects, so there's there yes. it's larger than one person, and it takes many people to work on these things. Absolutely. And there's a design creativity goal to all this stuff, um, and they have to learn how to work with people. Yeah. Um, to get that goal, and it takes a it's a long process, but it has to be you know clear um, and uh, singular. Yeah, yeah. Now, one of the other things we're talking about education with students, meaning students that are in schools. We also do some other things that are educational in nature for adult learners, um, and one of those is our history class, which we have um, that has grown over the years. We partner with the Osier Lifelong Learning Institute. Ali on that and it takes place and it's done by well it's it's a combination of people so I mean I do a backstage tour um, Lou Belosi who is our theater historian and photographer yeah. um, teaches a number of classes and then you've participated and Frank's participated in a couple classes so yeah. it's five weeks um, we do a fall class and a spring class and it goes through the history. We do a slideshow of uh, Lou's archives uh, from the beginning of the building. 1922 um, forward, folks, for those of you wondering how old the building is. <laughs> and goes through a number of the shows that were done there, a lot of the renovations, a lot of the architectural uh, history. Uh, so he does a tour in the house. I'll do a backstage tour on what's changed from 19, uh, from the 20s, 1920s. And then, uh, and then they'll get a peek uh, about the business behind the scenes um, with yourself and uh, 
and or Frank Tavera. Right. And it and it, if you're listening to this and, and you you're kind of your curiosity is PK'd, it's the class is uh, $35. It's well worth it. I mean, for 5 weeks, it's it's truly, I mean, there is so much to know about this theater and so much history. Um, and if that's your thing, if you love history, whether it be uh, about the architecture, whether it be about the performers that have performed over the years, um, it, it, it covers the gamut. And, and, and you, you will walk away definitely with um, information that you did not know and, and be in awe, I think, of I feel like we are um, kind of the stewards of this building now. It's been passed from generations and right now and what an awesome what an awesome thing to be a steward of. It's it's the it is. Palace it's, Theater is amazing. It, it's absolutely great. And it's um and it's great because because of the going back to the students, they have their own spaces there. They have their classrooms there, but it's a unique opportunity to come across um, and work in commercial theater and work next to um, the professionals. So it's a, a lot of places don't have that opportunity. You can talk about theories, you can talk about exercising direction, um, but it's very unique that you get to come across uh, right across the hallway, in fact, um, and be a part of something commercial theater that has to do with Broadway in New York. Yeah, the, the Waterbury Arts Magnet School, whose principal actually, um, uh, Nick Albini will be on our show in two weeks. Uh, <clears throat> we we it, it is right across the hallway. People don't always know that we're physically adjoined, and that was by design when that building was built, the Arts Magnet School, that it would have a connecting um, pathway, if you will, to the theater. And um, and then this week. This week we had the big showcase with all the different schools in Waterbury, yeah, visualized <laughs> performing arts. It was beautifully done. Culinary arts were represented. I mean, it was it was a two day extravaganza. It was it was visual arts, graphic arts, um, and performing arts, dance, music, yeah. um, acting. Um, it was it was really great. Every single school participated in it. Um, every student um, was up on that stage from representing their school and their parents and uh, teachers joined us as well. So it, w it was great. They actually it, had a couple uh, teachers up there performing too. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that. Well, you know, the administration, Mayor O'Leary and um, Dr. Ruffin, the superintendent, and they are all supportive of the arts and recognize the importance of all the arts um, to a student's, you know, well-roundedness, their their uh, ability to learn new material, because sometimes you take things in in a different way when it's presented differently, um, such as through an art form. Um, <clears throat> and that's a big plus. I mean, if you're not in a community where the arts are valued, that then, you know, none of these things would be happening. Dave, thank you so much for being with us today. And I know this isn't your favorite thing, but you always are great. You're great at whatever I ask you. And Dave's pedigree, by the way, folks, we are so lucky to have Dave because Dave's um, background in college, he, he's uh, a bachelor's, uh, BFA, rather, in bachelor lighting design. fine arts and tech theater with a concentration in lighting. And he worked on Broadway for Phantom of the Opera. Correct. I mean, so to have somebody... Like that, 
working at our Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut is truly, truly, that's a blessing. And we're we're very grateful to all that you do. No, and, no, I love it. And I, I know you do. And, you know, if you've been an audience member, and uh, you've benefited from Dave's expertise in many ways. So thank you. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with a woman who's in the cast of Finding Neverland coming to the theater March 20th. So stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss it. We're back with your Palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host. And on the phone with us, we have a woman right now, an actor, who is going to be here at the Palace Theater on March 20th in the presentation of Finding Neverland. I'd like to welcome Desiree Dillon to your Palace, your place. Good morning, Desiree. (laughs) Good morning. How are you? And where, where are you right now? Where have you just performed? Well, we are currently in Red Bank, New Jersey. So we're making our way up to Connecticut. Very excited. Um, We'll play in Morristown, New Jersey tonight and tomorrow. um, And Pennsylvania, Reading, Pennsylvania on Sunday. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's curious. Well, well, you know, I appreciate you being with us this morning. And um, thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. I love this show. I've seen it. I saw it in New York. Um, It is a beautiful piece. Tell our listeners a little bit about the story of Finding Neverland. And then your role as Mrs. Du Maurier. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I know that uh, Finding Neverland, you automatically think of Peter Pan. And some have even asked if we're the Michael Jackson story. (laughs) (laughs) um, So Finding Neverland actually is the story about how Peter Pan was contrived, how it was conceived, how uh, Jay and Barry, who is the uh, main character of our show, um, he is living in a society early 1900s in England and just the thought of imagination and play and creativity was um, was shunned. <laughs> that you were you were a bit insane um, if you were that type of creative person. And uh, although they appreciated the art, um, something a bit of the nature of Peter Pan was just not acceptable. So uh, Jay and Barry has his work cut out for him. He's trying to save the um, save Charles Froman's play his theater. Charles Froman is his uh, producer agent who um, is funding Peter Pan. And um, so the stakes are high for him. Um, and uh, for Mr. Barry, who has to write a new show um, in a little amount of time. So, of course, the idea of time and in Peter Pan, we know of the ticking clock and the crocodile. And you kind of begin to see how all of these things really begin. Um, he befriends a family, um, the Llewellyn Davies. Uh, so Sylvia is the mother of these four boys. And uh, the boys we we see begin to inspire the lost boys and also the children in, um, in Peter Pan, John and Michael. And um, anyway, so uh, 
they uh, they begin to form a relationship. He begins to observe how these little boys play in the park, and they're so they're free, they're carefree, they have so much fun, and um, so that really begins to inspire his stories. Uh, so Mrs. Du Maurier is Sylvia's mother, and of course she is high class society, <laughs> um, <laughs> England, and she is part of those uh, stuffy people who uh, have lost the sense of imagination somewhere along the way mm. and uh, and she begins to feel I, I mean I can speak just as playing her um, I, I would say she's a bit embarrassed by this relationship of that her daughter has formed uh, her daughter is widowed um, so she's forming a relationship with a married man yeah. um, at the top of the show Um and so it just is a little bit scandalous to her and uh, and un- unruly, I suppose. So um, I I know that the, and I can tell each night, the audience really falls in love with Barry right away. And so when I come in, it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, can, I can feel, you know, that I am the antagonist of the show. Okay. And that's fine because honestly, by, by the end of the show, no spoilers, I think what's, what's interesting just, being able to play Mrs. Dumarier is that I think she really uh, identifies with maybe the majority of the audience members. I mean, how many people grow up and, you know, we think back to our childhood and and remember those good times of just being a kid, being able to play and <laughs> and not have to worry about all the craziness in the world going on. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, I, I think you're right. She speaks to most of us because we're, we're sort of, um, society says that at some point you must grow up and we lose our inner child. And I think this right. show really speaks to um, helping all of us get back in touch with that child within yes. us. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's a beautiful show. It's it a is. beautiful story. And you're <laughs> quite accomplished. I mean, you have um, quite a resume um, in regional theater. You've done um, uh, uh, Mary Poppins, Anything Goes, Once Upon yeah. a Mattress. Um, yeah. you're, you, you, you have a background in opera and cruise ship yes. and puppetry. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm like, and it, you know, uh, uh, that is so amazing to me that so many people that come through on our tours are so, so talented. And, and, oh, my goodness. Thank and, you. No, I mean, I mean, it's obvious. You wouldn't have all this work history if you weren't. So, um, well, You were just talking about being well-rounded in the arts, you know. That is something that you really need to have these days. And, goodness, I've just been so fortunate to have had great education and um, great training from here and there. And um, Oklahoma City University is where I went to school, which, as you probably know, is Kristen Chenoweth School. Yes, yeah. And Kelly O'Hara and some really great people came from there. So, um, yeah, I just like to think that the the way has been paved for me to be able to have the opportunity to train at such great places. That is such an opportunity. You're right. What would you say to a young person uh, who may, you know, say, I'm interested? What what is the fun? You know, I notice that most people who come through on tours, I'm not saying everyone, but most have higher education backgrounds. Yeah. um, Well, I I say if you have the opportunity to 
get an education and to go to any kind of training, that's only going to expand your world for you. It's going to help you network and make those connections that you need to get a job one day. Um, I, I am, I don't know. I'm so, like I said, so fortunate, so blessed to have been able to attend like a four year university setting. Um, I feel that that does set me apart as far as, um, you know, vocal training. I can kind of, um, I can be, I don't know. (laughs) Goodness. I, I do feel that it sets me apart as far as like, um, having a skill set, having a real toolbox you sure. know, of um, uh, being able to do this or that, um, the opera side of my singing and the musical theater side of my singing. Um, whereas I'm not sure that a, um, a person who doesn't uh, go to a four-year school or even a two-year um, program, I know there's like AMDA, yes, uh, yes. two-year pro- yep. uh, program. Yeah, um, but at, at least just having something like that that you show up for every day consistently practicing, honing your craft. I mean, that just sets you apart. I think like in any industry, you know, um, a a person who has had a little bit of that training underneath them is a a bit more disciplined maybe in their craft. Sure. I think that's just the philosophy of mine, but I think it does prove well in any workplace scenario. I I think you're absolutely right, Desiree. We're talking to Desiree Dillon, who's coming to the Palace Theater as part of the cast of Finding Neverland, uh, March 20th and 21st for three performances. Desiree, what is it about this show that you can say to our listeners, this is why you shouldn't miss this show? Oh, okay. There are so many things to love about this show, so I'll try to narrow it down. And I'm not just speaking this because I'm in the show, but I've loved the show for a long time. Okay. Um, I think that, okay, you don't want to miss this show because you will feel a sense of your reality becoming uh, more imaginative you will feel yourself becoming even more childlike and uh, it's something you can enjoy with your family you can see uh, the world through the eyes of a child um, and uh, again I hope <laughs> and uh, even for children they, I think children just love to see other children on stage and of course we have the cutest dog in the yes. world on stage yes I was going to ask you about working with the children in the show yes. My goodness, they are so wonderful. Little professionals, for sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're so much fun. Um, And I think it's just so neat. I mean, I I just worked for Disney Cruise Line last year. Uh, I'm sorry, 2018. My, we're in 2020 now. But... But what I really love the most even about that is uh, seeing characters like Peter Pan and then now knowing more about where he came from. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is just so cool to me. I'm such a fan of, like, historical fiction anyways. Um, But, my goodness, it's just so neat to start seeing kind of going along this journey every night with audiences of just the the oohs and the ohs and the ahs of, of where their childhood characters came from. It's so cool. That's, that's, you know, when people um, can um, be a part of that and be a part of that process as you are with the cast. And I can hear in your voice that that um, 
you know, it brings you a sense of, um, um, I hate to keep using the word joy, but that is what comes (laughs) to my mind. Um, Exactly, yeah. So um, you are you are so fortunate to do um, the thing you love and the and and being a part of this show in particular. Um, what's yes. been the favorite role that you've played ever? Ever? Oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> that's a hard one. I really I tend to fall in love with all my characters, <laughs> even Mrs. Du Maurier, who is you know not as well loved at the beginning of the show, and I. I uh, let's see. If I were to just to pick one, I really loved Mrs. Banks in Mary Poppins. Oh there yes, there's something so special about her in that show. They gave her so much of an arc. I think in the musical yes. version, in the stage musical versus the movie, and everyone loved Glennis Johns in the movie. You know, but um, <laughs> the votes for women, of course. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but well, that's such a different angle in the show. So oh. <laughs> Well, that is that is um, a great role, and I can see how this role of Mrs. De Maurier in Finding Neverland is um, would be uh, interesting as an actor because she's not the most. You get to play those parts of people that aren't almost well liked at some point, and then comes mm-hmm. around full circle almost. Yes. So um, exactly, I I I I'm I'm sure you're having such fun and bringing your inner child <laughs> out to play um, when you perform. Yeah. Um, we are so looking forward to having you and your cast here for Finding oh Neverland. Neverland. I'm so thrilled to be at the Palace Theater. I've always heard about this place. My oh. friends have worked there ahead of me, so oh. they told me all about it, and yes. I'm excited. You you will. Performers love it, as do our audiences. So thank you, Desiree, for being with us. I have one minute left to our show, so I want to thank you for being here. And I want to tell people that if you're listening and want tickets to Finding Neverland, which is part of the Webster Broadway series at the Palace Theater in Waterbury, you can call our box office at 203-346-2000 or go to our website at palacetheaterct.org. I can't believe how quickly this... 50 minutes has flown by, Johnny. Oh, and you too. Oh, yeah, I thank mean... Thank you for having me again. You're very welcome, Desiree. Thank you. And we'll look forward to welcoming you in a couple of weeks. Folks, that's all that we have time for this morning on Your Palace, Your Place. Um, remember, tonight is fine, is um, not Finding Neverland. It's coming in a few weeks. Is the Rat Pack, Sandy Hackett's Rat Pack show. And that is a blast into the past, that cool decade of the 60s. Thanks for listening, 13 13- 1920 uh, WATR AM. I'm Sherry Marcucci, and it's been my pleasure to be with you. Stay tuned for the local news and Steve Noxon coming up next. See you next time. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place.